Boys, we've got some big news. Huge. Big news has come barreling down the news pipe. It got stuck at the end, and now bad news is getting crapped up behind it. But once we finger this big news out, I'm going to tell you what it is. Do you want to know what it is? I've just fingered it out. Unfold it. It says, <gasps> Regular Features is doing a live show at the Canal Cafe Theatre. But it's sold out. Our oh, favourite place. We've been there so often before the bad times. Red curtains, high heat, big laughs. <laughs> Tiny balcony. <laughs> You're not allowed out there. Yeah, only we get to go on the balcony. And sometimes, one time, we might even come in from it. And you won't even know what's going on. I'm going to kick over all your chairs here in the way. Oh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to dress up as somewhat spooky and come in from the balcony. <laughs> and I'm going to ruin the surprise by popping my head out saying, Hello, I like just you. <laughs> la- laughing at all the jokes before your bit. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody out here, kids. I'm just having a giggle on the balcony. That's right. It's our first live show since pre-pandemic. No, no first live show in the Canal Cafe <laughs> Theatre since before the pandemic. Yes. Here's the essential details. September 30th, Saturday, 7.30pm. A Saturday show. Yeah. But, like I say, it's sold out. Did you know that patrons of the Regular Features podcast got early access to buy tickets for our live shows? And that's what happened here. They're just so excited about the podcast and coming to it. And that's why it's sold out. We're really sorry. I shouldn't have left this bit in. That means you can all come from miles and miles around and tell us how far you've come to make us feel like we really deserve you. Mm. And people come from, like, the Netherlands. The Netherlands. That's a Neil Gaiman location on fucking summer. <laughs> <laughs> Tickets should be on sale. No, sorry. And available by the time you hear this message. I mean, technically this is true, but they're sold out as well. Bye. Wow. <laughs> by the time you hear this, Joe, wow. Wow. That's the Joe wow. It means tickets are on sale now. <laughs> the Joe wow has been disproven as a factor in ticket sales, but we'll still record it. Honest, you can still listen to it. You just can't be there. Sorry. Try again next time when we're not so bloody popular. You excited about the live show? Hugely. Why don't you tell your face? <laughs> <laughs> right, cut it there. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Regular Features Podcast, the podcast that is exactly the same every week. And like every week, my name is Steve and I'm joined by my two twin sisters, <laughs> Josephine and Joanna Thornblythe. <laughs> A pleasure to make your acquaintance <laughs> of my debutante ball. <laughs> oh, Big Daddy will be thrilled to see you here. Imagine me and Log coming down the banisters at the debutante ball. We, we'd get all tangled up and knock our knickers on the balustrade. <laughs> knock your knickers on the balustrade. Hey! <laughs> we're off to the big barn dance, where mm. we're expecting to see big old Henry and the boys. Uh, I don't have a feature this week. Um, Lucky. Uh, yeah, I decided that I wanted to just bathe in the majesty of what you guys have got. Joe, mm. what have you got coming up this episode for me? I'm taking us in a brand new direction. We're going to start answering questions from the listeners about problems in their lives. And we're going to provide comprehensive answers, particularly about a bushel. 
specifically about a bushel. Not particularly. <laughs> I think we helped in other ways. Log, what's coming out of you? I've got a brand new obsession. And by the end of my, my feature, I think you'll be as obsessed as I am with the Groots. You and De Groots, honestly. If you love De Groots so much, why don't you do a bloody feature about De Groots? You're always saying that to me, Steve, and I am fucking taking you up on it. What? Finally. You too, Joe. You asked for De Groots, you get De Groots. That's how the that's how it goes down in De Groot Town. Let's do some features. Looking on my features like you want to be calling me all the time. I'm trying to check out my prissy features behind all other time. Regular features. Regular features. Regular features. Oh! Joe, I'm still reeling from your spectacular wedding in an enchanted wood. I'm still mm. feeling enchanted by that wood, and I'm glad you're reeling. <laughs> uh, it's Yeah, it was really nice. The best bit, of course, was when a live band whose singer won Mr. Mike Orvis, friend of this parish, um... He had a bit of a chest infection, and so he had prepared to sing Jelly Boy on stage, but he couldn't do it, and he made me come up and do it, and me, backed up by the regular features four, (laughs) (laughs) sang a jingle that approximately six people at that wedding, other than us, had ever heard before. (laughs) It was brilliant. (laughs) We just had to do it three or four more times, and they would have been joining in. Yeah, they would have Mm -hmm. got it. Uh, Yeah, it was really nice. what else? What did you, you all hit a ding dong? There was a test your strength machine in the woods. We all dinged it. Yeah, uh, we all we uh, me and Log wandered off to the ding dong test your strength machine, like an old carnival style. Mm. Uh, and it, I think it was an actual antique as well. The guy was telling me it's a uh, four hundred years old. Please it, don't it's, ding it so much. <laughs> it's it's four hundred years old, and it needs a little pivot or a, a stick to be put in there can you just stop hammering the metal frame of the machine <laughs> it needs a wooden chock <laughs> um yeah we started up trying to hit ding dongs uh we couldn't manage it until uh mike orvis showed up aforementioned oh yeah uh with his giant drumming arms and said um let me have a go and dinged the first attempt mm. I wanted and, to climb around on all his shoulders and make out that I was ratatouilleing him. Saying, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to be fucking Daxter or Jack. I want to be the. I want to be the thing, <laughs> the nice one. You just banjo or kazooie. I don't care which one. He's <laughs> just tugging at his man bun and insisting he dings. <laughs> Ding now, Mike. <laughs> Use uh, the wrist. I only found out you'd all dinged it the day after. When we were cleaning up, so I just went lonely into the woods and hit the machine until I dinged it to feel like I was still part of the crew. <laughs> Did you know that there's a that there's a trick to it? There's an old carny trick. What's the carny trick? Spit on it. There are two hammers. One of them is like two inches longer than the other hammer, and that extra two inches, because of some sort of lever principle, gets you much easier dings it's really hard to do it with the short hammer you hand someone the short hammer when you want them to fail you hand them the long one 
when you want them to feel alive. It's a, there's a simple way to remember it. Short hammer causes a penury of dings. A longer handle means ding dings galore. <laughs> it's a very simple way to remember that. <laughs> and you work out the, the mnemonic for that. <laughs> so if, if you are ever at a fun fair or a carnival and they have a test your strength machine, you should produce your own hammer from a trench coat and say, yeah. I'll have a go. Sir, and those are international waters, so you're allowed to carry around a hammer under a trench coat. That's the rule under carnival. Mm-hmm. You watch the, the carnival man's face drop when you produce a six foot long mallet that you've been hiding down your trousers, and then turn around the face of the mallet and it's got his face painted on it, and Ooh. he freaks out. How did you know? I wasn't supposed to be working today. <laughs> I loved how you were given specific commands not to pull any kebab awards shit at yeah, your own that, wedding. <laughs> that was that was the instruction I was given. It was, look, I'd love all the regular features guys to come, but and the words were no kebab awards shit. Um, so yeah, no recordings were made. <laughs> to be fair, you were allowed to um, sing a like a, a Jelly Boy song. Yeah, but we. Oh, and it, what, well, someone recorded it. I still haven't seen that recording, and mm. I was quite drunk while I did it, so I have absolutely no idea how that sounded. But to me, pretty spectacular, like stadium mm. shit. I think it was, yeah. The wedding isn't about the guests. It's about me. Yeah. Oh, it's about you, specifically. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, about me. <laughs> as long as I enjoy myself, then... The Steve of Honor. <laughs> that's, what, that's what we had. Uh, lovely time, yeah. Thank and um, thank God. Hello, I'm Gordon Gecko, and I've got the need—the need for greed. That's why I never say no to a second helping of regular features. Now for a slap-up feast. We're ten years in. We're five hundred and thirty-four episodes in the pouch. And I think we've made it pretty clear to our readers that we're not just empty gas bags of laughter, but sometimes we're pretty savvy about this crazy old mixed up sack of a globe that we live in, on, within, upon, up top. We're all over it. And we, the regular features guys, are pretty tuned in to what all those people thinking about and worrying about and that's why now we're agony uncles oh yeah and we're going to provide this is a good format well let's let's fix their people (laughs) yeah (laughs) we're going to provide our own unique brand of advice for all the bees and that's why without telling you i set up a secret passage into this call and told our readers that they could call in and ask us for help Oh, God. The lines have just opened. <laughs> We're waiting for our first caller. I just want to make it clear that I'm going to be running the desk for all of this, uh, so I won't be offering any advice. It's up to you. First caller's coming through. Okay. Caller, you're on the air. Guys, 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 you're on. Hiya. Dump him. Hiya. Dump him. Dump him. Okay, we dumped him. Go out, go out with me. <laughs> Dump him. Go dump. on. <laughs> oh, I see. I thought you meant dump the caller. I dumped the caller. No. <laughs> oh, no. No, that's just my advice to everyone. They're ringing back. Okay. You're on. Talk Talk to them. Hello. 
Hi. Hello. Hey, this is the Regular Features Podcast. Thank you for calling in to the Agony Uncles. We are tuned in to the globe, as Joe said, and we're ready to help. What's your problem, listener? Wow, what a very fulsome introduction you give to me. Uh, my name is Adrian Childs Crane. Uh, I'm no relation to... Before you ask, everyone asks, I'm no relation to Adrian Childs, the newspaper columnist who was confused when people thought it was weird he had a urinal in his flat. But I'm definitely a relation to Niles Crane from the show Frasier. I'm his uh, dad. Well, <laughs> um, I've, got, I've got a problem, big problem. Don't be shy. Lay it... Lay your problem lengthways down me. I am quite shy about lengthway problem. (laughs) Spit it out. Spit it long and deep into him. Well, I'm a bushel farmer. And as you know, bushels can only be harvested at night because they're shy. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you're you're plugged in. So last night I was out harvesting when I heard a sudden bad noise that I thought might be a local youth coming to steal my bushels and smoke them for drugs. So what I did was I turned off my flashlight and I secreted it under a nearby bushel so that I could creep up on the youths and snap their necks. Thankfully, what I discovered was that it was not youths on my land, but actually just a very old man who'd driven his car into a tree and died. But then, tragedy struck. In the darkness, I could not find my flashlight. I've lost this voice. But then tragedy struck. In the darkness, I could not find my flashlight because I had forgotten which bushel I had put it under, and it was my grandfather's flashlight, which he had used to try and blind German pilots during the Blitz when Germans tried to destroy England's bushel stocks and reduce morale. The scheme didn't work, of course. The flashlight is very weak (laughs) and only served to make him a target for swallowing a bomb down his neck, which blew him up. And all that was left was the flashlight, which flew through my grandfather's bedroom window and landed in bed with my grandmother, who saw it as a sign that it contained his soul. (laughs) So, needless to say, it's very important to me and the museum what I stole it from. (laughs) I've been searching all day for my flashlight but I cannot locate the bushel between which it is underneath the leaves and such. So I thought maybe on the call you could help, because I've narrowed it down to three bushels. (laughs) Oh, thank God. Thank God. (laughs) The big bushel, the little bushel, and the sinister bushel. And I thought you might be able to help me find it in a choose-your-own-adventure style, which I have entitled, I have hidden my light under a bushel, but I am a bushel farmer, and it's very hard to locate the specific bushel. Can you help me find it? (laughs) And there's an asterisk next to that comment. This feature was conceived while Joe mistakenly thought that a bushel was just a word for a small bush. So it will make very little sense to anyone who knows that a bushel is actually a unit of measurement equal to approximately 36.4 litres. Just pretend it's a little bush. It makes less sense to hide your light under a fucking area. I agree. (laughs) Um, I I thought a bushel um, was uh, like a wicker basket, probably with one bushel's capacity. Well, as a bushel farmer, I'd like to say that... um, it probably is, but I've got bushes that I call bushels. Uh, but I would also like to say, why would you hide your light under something that's perfectly 
proportioned to contain exactly one torch. Well, <laughs> just, like, oh, I'll just put it under that. Have you got a 36.4 litre torch? Yeah, log. Yeah. Yeah. What, you... let, don't you fucking come at me, Steve. <laughs> You've got a much... I'm going to say yes, because you can't prove I don't. You've okay. got a much bigger flashlight than me, and I feel very emasculated. <laughs> so, yeah, a big bushel, little bushel, sinister bushel. Which one should I look under, guys? I really need your help because I'm paralyzed by inactivity. <laughs> what about the sinister bushel? Ooh, straight oh. to the sinister. Oh Can I ask God. more detail on the on the sinister bu- bushel? Why, why, what, why, what, what, what vibes is it giving you? It, well, it gives me very paroxysms of worry. Um, I'm going. I'm going to describe it as I go towards it on the call. I'm on a mobile phone, so I can walk and talk. Now, <laughs> this bushel is so scary. <laughs> it's black and red, and it looks as though it is smiling at me. Don't do that, bushel. Don't smile at me. (laughs) (laughs) I do not know what it is you are smiling about, and it makes me nervous. Okay, I'm at the bushel. I'm going to have to pluck up my courage and look under it, even though I am so scared. Actually, could you both sing a lullaby for me to make me happy and ready? Please. Give me little Joe. What's your name, sir? What's your name, sir? Adrian. I'm sorry, I was I was just singing about kangaroos. Can you fucking not interrupt me in there? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Checking on bushels laid out at night. Adrian's trying to find his flashlight. Is it under bushel A B or C? The sinister one is for me. <laughs> wow, I feel emboldened. Okay, I'm going to do it now. I'm going to look under the sinister bushel. Oh, it's horrible under here. There's so many worms. <laughs> so many worms that it looks like a fibrous carpet of worm. I'm really not liking this bit of the search at all. Oh, but what? What if the worms are upon my flashlight? I shall have to scoop them. Okay, I'm scooping the worms. No, it's just more worms under there. Worms all the way down to the root of the sinister bushel. I could never have hidden my light under such a bad bushel. Never at all. (laughs) (laughs) I've got two more primo bushels to look under. Big or little? Oh, Steve, I mean, I thought the sinister bushel was being positioned as the final. I thought we were going to steer away from it, thinking naught but bad could come from such a, mm. an e- transparently evil bushel. Oh, uh, yeah, I've probably got minus one uh, bushel uh, credit. Bushel credits. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worrying that the smaller bushel might not be big enough to conceal a torch. That's because you think torches are 46 litres in volume. <laughs> well, I, I just want you to prove me to me now that they aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a bushel there? Oh, not a bushel, Steve. Have you got a flashlight that's smaller than a big basket of shit? <laughs> I, I, don't, I do have a bushel that is smaller 
a, a, a flashlight that is smaller than a bushel. But I don't think sh- don't think showing that to Log will prove to him that you can't have a forty six liter one. Mine I need to show all- him every flashlight in the world. All my support torches are just like bat signals, but without the bat shape on them. And they've got a really big switch on the side that you have to use a crowbar to open it with. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Big bushel then. Okay, okay, here we go. I'm going over now. I'm walking across the field. I can tell Steve is so primed to be angry with me if it's not under here. <laughs> oh my gosh. The, up close, this bushel is enormous. I'm so good at bushel farming. I've given it so many nutrients. It's doing really well at growing. I'm just looking under the canopy for my flashlight right now, but the leaves are enormous, like cow's heads, and it's making it really hard work. Okay, okay, I've reached the trunk now. Wow, such a lustrous trunk, gleaming with sheens of greens. I'm really proud of this bushel. Actually, it's giving me a lot more confidence. <laughs> up, up until around about now, it was easy to pretend that the bushels actually were baskets. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no light here. I don't think I hid it under this bushel. So that's one bushel left, a little bushel. Shall I go there, my friends? I think so. Process of elimination. Mm. We're like the... um. This sounds like a small, but not like less than 40-odd litres small, isn't it? Okay, this bushel could use some work, I think. It's such a small <laughs> little bushel. I think it's growing in a patch of sand and dog shit. There's barely space for a normal flashlight to even go under it. But if I lift up the leaves with tweezers, I will just make sure. Let me get my tweezers from my tweezer pouch. Oh no, these tweezers are much too big. Let me retrieve a smaller pair of tweezers. <laughs> oh my gosh, these tweezers are also too big. I don't want to risk plucking up the whole bushel when it might yet still grow. I'll have to get the smallest tweezers. Okay, lifting now. <laughs> no, no light, I'm afraid. This bushel is not hiding anything and I did not hide anything under it. That's all three bushels. I can't believe I I, I I can't believe I didn't find my light hidden under any of these bushels. I was so sure it would be there. I have four thousand more bushels in this field. <laughs> Could you stay with me? Stay on the line, reader. <laughs> okay. Wow, well done on remembering the format. <laughs> wow. <laughs> It's actually quite dark here now. It's about 7 p.m. in Guatemala, where I live. So (laughs) That's news. uh, Oh? (laughs) Did you think I was from England? I thought you were a British bushel farmer. Uh, My grandfather was. I'm Guatemalan. (laughs) (laughs) I was having trouble placing the accent, but yes, I should have known. Yes, it is a bit of a transatlantic twang that I have, actually. But so yeah, it is getting dark. So I, I just need to turn on my flashlight one. <gasps> oh my gosh! Oh my goodness me! I'm so silly. I've had the flashlight here in my head-mounted flashlight unit the whole time. I am so sorry, my friends. I've wasted your time. I never hid my light under a bushel at all, and that makes me feel great. Thank you so much, and everyone listening. 
please give these fine men more money. They really deserve it. <laughs> I love you, Log. Oh, I love you, Adrian. I love you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. What a success. Oh, we wow, solved the problem. That's one down. One down. We're one for one. Call it. mentioned a boyfriend. I was worried. It's time to dump that chump. There's <laughs> <laughs> uh, no more calls coming in. I think that took ages. <laughs> Everyone gave up. <laughs> the line's closed now. Uh, we'll leave them open just in I case. leave them open, yeah. There's no more feature, though. Oh, <laughs> I, okay, I, right. I won't be able to do anything with it. <laughs> Should we just close the line? Then? Let's close the line. Let's close the line. <laughs> Clonk. <laughs> oh, those lines are fucking so soaking wet. They're squishy. <laughs> Why do we leave the lines outside? <laughs> Hi, I'm the monolith from 2001, A Space Odyssey. And I've got a bone to pick with you. Why aren't you listening to the Regular Features Podcast? I love you, a bushel and a peck. A bushel and a peck and a hug around the neck. That's a fucking heavy hug. You could damage someone. (laughs) Dangling from someone's neck. (laughs) You're just crushing spines. Your leg... (laughs) curling your knees up so they're bearing your full load i love you a bushel and a hay and i've collapsed your vertebrae (laughs) i love you a bushel and a hen you will never walk again (laughs) (laughs) oh i better do this because i am not able to think of one of those (laughs) (laughs) now you know how it felt to be watching you do your uh, beans, the more you beans. eat, the more you toot, where I just assumed you were making it all up on the fly. Which brings me to my feature. Oh. If you're anything like me, you love De Groots. Whether it's Hugo De Groot, the 16th century lawyer, or one of the three famous rowing De Groots, Sitsky, Marie-José, or Jury. I will crawl over hot mince to slither around at the feet of anyone called De Groot. <laughs> That's right. As you both well know, I'm a squalid little De Grootaholic who'll fish a sponge out of the sewer if I suspect it's absorbed even a single milliliter of De Grootahol. In fact, between us, it's something of a regular features in-joke that I will be able to always bring the conversation around to a De Groot. Mm. Uh, so, so, Steve, remember we were out last week and you said, I can't, I can't wait to finish this podcast and put my gigantic face into a pint of beer. Mm. And, I, and I said, yeah, you mean like, just like Dutch-born American painter Dick de Groot, who moved into advertising and created 80-foot hoardings of massive faces and foaming beer. <laughs> that was a good one. It was, yeah. it was great. And Joe, oh God, Joe, do you remember the time when I asked you if I could borrow one of your gloves uh, so I could pretend to throttle myself with one hand and fight myself, fight my hand off with the other hand. Yeah. And you yeah. said, oh, God, what, what is it? What was it you said, Joe? You said, you said, yeah, go ahead. And I went, what? Like the Dutch footballer Donny de Groot signed on a free transfer to the go-ahead Eagles in 2010. <laughs> and then, That's and still just, amazing to me now. Yeah, and you just looked at me. It was fucking classic. Classic me, classic de Groot's. 
So when you, I believe it was the same night, when you both told me that if I fucking love De Groot so much, why don't I do a feature about them? To be honest, I shit my pants. How do I do De Groot's justice? <laughs> you can't just make me pick one. So I have brought in my wheel of De Groot's today, and we're going to celebrate the life of one of the many dozens of De Groot's who feature on the Wikipedia page for De Groot's. So I'm just going to spin the wheel. Spin. Jesus, that's spin. loud. That's such a huge spin. wheel. Sounds like construction work. <laughs> Spin the wheel of De Groots. Oh, look at her go. There's like on which De Groot she stops. No one or, knows. Three or four hundred De Groots on that wheel. Is it? Will it be Ethan De Groot, the rugby player? Oh, it's a mesmerising world of De Groots. Maybe the Belgian sculptor Guillaume De Groot. God, a man could lose himself in De Groots around here. <laughs> Uh-oh, oh, bankrupt's stop. coming around. Uh, oh, do you spin the, it again? <laughs> I can't see the Groot for the trees. <laughs> I think you put a bit too much oil on this, Maureen. <laughs> Said, Maureen. Is that Maureen de Groot? The, war, the wheel's spinning for too long. The famous wheelmaker, Maureen de Groot. <laughs> I think it's speeding up again. Instead. Oh, it's landed. It's landed on Myra de Groot. <gasps> Myra de Groot is most famous for playing Eileen Clark in Neighbours. She was born in Kettering, but quickly decided Kettering was a double helix of shit, and in 1958 she went to America, where she landed right on TV, in shows that people are still aware of today. Not only was she Mary Fryer in Season 3, Episode 23 of The Monkeys, she played two distinct roles in Bewitched, one of which was the busybody Maxine. And here is Maxine in action. Oh, hello, Hazel. Hi, Samantha. The envelopes for the community chest drive. Thank you, but I thought you were going to mail them. Well, I decided to drive by and save the postage. What? How's uh, Darren? Fine. Uh, no, I mean his ears. You saw them? Him? Well, I ran into him at the Berkeley Hotel, and we started talking, and, well, suddenly they started to sort of bloom. <laughs> What were you and he talking about? Well, he was with this person, and I asked him who this person was, and he told me, and his ears blew up. <laughs> was it a man or a woman? Who? This person. Oh, oh well, I really didn't notice. <laughs> Come on, Hazel. Very well, Samantha. But remember, I didn't volunteer the information. <laughs> Now, she's, she seemed to be farting a lot during that. But at the end, did she get on a moped? <laughs> <laughs> Feeling that she was wasted on guest roles in America, DeGroote decided to focus on guest roles in New Zealand, appearing in two episodes of Buck House, Fuller's Earth, The Sullivans, and Parapapampum, Prisoner. This is where she would have come to the attention of the UK as Cellblock H became a huge late-night soap hit. Here she is as the tabloid journalist, Barbara Krantz. The personal touch. That's what I'm after. I want photos of her. Lots of them where she eats, sleeps, plays. Oh, especially where she sleeps. I believe the cells are rather cramped. No, actually, they're quite spacious, and we call them dormitories. You may call them dormitories, Mrs. Reynolds. I call them cells. I have to keep the public happy. All right, but I don't think the department will like Well, if the much. truth is, if they see an expatriate American living in the lap of luxury, they're going to wonder where their tax money is going to. <laughs> but... They see a grandmother. 
standing by the bars of a cell with tears in her eyes. Come in! Her turn as Krantz really put her on the acting map, and she went on to land many, many more guest roles in shows as memorable as Zero Zero, Special Squad, Carson's Law, and Palace of Dreams. Perhaps the most memorable of all in this period was Airhawk. If you search for Airhawk, Google simply assumes you've got Airwolf and Streethawk confused <laughs> and shows you a picture of a motorbike riding a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> but it was only when she was cast in Neighbours that she became the biggest and brightest de Groot in the world. For four years, she played Eileen Clark, mother to a big-faced Desmond, until her death in 1988. Here is the classic scene where George Young proposed to her after dropping his ring. I'm going to do this properly. Now. Look. Oh, 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 oh. oh. George! Oh, oh! George! Miley, this ring is for you. I want to ask you to marry me. I... I love you. I want us to be man and wife. What do you say? Thanks to neighbours being so... <laughs> I don't think... I think that might be the most suspenseful piece of regular features ever. <laughs> Me and Steve were on Ted Turks then. I literally had to add, add seconds of cafe ambience to make it as tense as I needed it to be. <laughs> Thanks to the neighbours being shown in the UK sometime after it aired in Australia, this meant that after we learned of De Groot's death, she carried on playing Eileen Clark in the UK for 18 months. In the hometown of Kettering, this was the equivalent of her body being slowly transported home. And to this day, kids go, ooh, spooky de Groots, if they see a ghost. <laughs> that's why they say that. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but this is very dry. I don't want to just rely on a simple reading of de Groot's life. I want to celebrate her achievements with a perm. Beans, beans, the musical fruit, favourite food of Miss de Groot, ate her first tin in Kettering, decided right away that they weren't better in. Beans, beans, through her teenage years, helped her raise a real Bronx cheer, moved to America in 58, in search of crowds to watch her guts deflate. Beans, beans, give them two de Groot, and hear her ass sing like a flute. She got a guest rolled on Bewitched, and guffed so hard her pants unstitched. In the monkers, she was Mary Fryer, serenaded the nation with her anal choir. In Here Comes the Brides, Myra played Maud. In every scene, her arsehole roared. So did the crowds, so pleased were they, to get so literally blown away. As the 60s swang to a sexy close, Groot had filled America's nose. With her Grundies filled with rolling thunder, De Groot made plans to go down under. Two episodes of Buck House starred Miss Myra, our favourite bumhole rapid firer. In Fuller's Earth, she played Natalie with bean-filled arsepipe melodies. Then for the Sullivans, she was recruited. She came, she saw, and then she tooted. In Prisoner, she had different roles. The cell block rang with her large arsehole. The first was journalist Barbara Krantz. She took down notes and her underpants. Four years later, she played Sheila Hawkins, but her bum-bum maidly did the talking. Beans, beans, you used to bring me roses. Their delicate smell now juxtaposes with the musical stave from Groot's derriere. That bass cleft filled that prison air. 
Beans, beans, the thespian's legume helps them project across the room. In the 80s, she landed more guest spots. She wasn't in for long, but she was in lots. Groot put the air into Air Hawk and the arse into Carson's Law. In Special Squad, the air insider came out like a barking spider. In Palace of Dreams, she played Seema. She scoffed three tins and nearly broke her femur. Then came her most beloved part. So many episodes, so many farts. The lovely bean-filled Eileen Clark. Four long years and not one shart. Until one day, she opened wide. She shit on Bouncer and promptly died. Beans, beans, Myra de Groot. Your life in acting, we salute. Myra de Groot is survived by five children and nine grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful... Uh, uh, what a better way to honour her legacy. She's been dead for twenty, a quarter century of death now. And mm. I just wanted to celebrate it. Still fine. Still fine. Um, yeah, um, I just want to be acknowledged for the self-control that it took me to edit out. Um, she became a prisoner with the other cell blockers and farted on her cellmate's knockers. <laughs> <laughs> Great editing re- out, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The reason I cut that out was because she was never actually a prisoner. She, uh, she, she was never behind bars. And I, uh, I didn't want to disrespect her memory by misrepresenting her career. That's true. So, yeah. And it was only at the very end of this feature, at this stage, when I googled what de Groot actually means. Do you know what de Groot means? No. It doesn't mean the bean, does it? It means big large, and it's used in the language of them to refer to big blokes. I've done a fucking big boys feature without <gasps> even knowing wow. it, lads. That's, <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> and then I had to, once I'd googled that, I had to think, can I actually do this in Zim's voice? Can I just go, beans, beans? I thought, that would be horrible for me and for you. (laughs) (laughs) Did you bring up Beans, Beans, the musical fruit, knowing I was doing that, John? No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) We're just, oh, simpatico, man. It's unbelievable. We're so good at this. (laughs) Amazing, we know. If you have any requests for other DeGroots you want to be celebrated, Mm. (laughs) then... I'm going to look up some DeGroots. Yeah. Ethan DeGroots, a rugby player, so naturally <laughs> Googled him. <laughs> he's a real DeGroot. Yeah, he's fucking DeGroot, all right. Didi DeGroot? <laughs> That's a fucking Scooby Doo variant. That's not a real one. <laughs> She's a Dutch professional wheelchair tennis player who's the current number one in both singles and doubles. Fair play. How about this? Francis de Groot, Irish fascist, Australian legend. <laughs> what? That is a real disparity in attitudes. Yeah. <laughs> you lot ain't fascist enough for me. I'm going to Australia where people dig this. It's <laughs> wild. Shall we just have a 10 episode spell as the podcast that just talks about de Groots? <laughs> well, I mean, it's essentially, I'm really sensing a quantic meridian from you here, to be honest. <laughs> I will talk about de Groots every week until a de Groot gets in touch. Only you can stop this, de Groots. <laughs> <laughs> The best things in life are free But my favourite comes out of a bee I want honey That's what I want That's what I want
that's what I want. The queen gives me such a thrill, but it's out of drones the syrup spills. I want honey. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Regular Features Podcast. If you like the podcast, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and help us out by donating an amount of your choosing. And if you donate two pounds, we will pummel your human name into oblivion and give you a new B name to take to your grave. Boys, could you please give B names to the following new patrons? A B name, please, for Martin O'Neill. B Swarm de Groot. <laughs> oh, there we go. A B name, please, for Harry Emson. B Swarm the Heart. <laughs> oh, that's, nice. oh, that's lovely. That's sweet, isn't it? B Swarm the Heart. Spelled D E heart. <laughs> yeah, heart. A B name, please, for Rosemary Pennington. Oh, Rosemary, I'm sorry I didn't get this this girl. This girl, she came to the pub and she brought in with her beautiful husband or partner <laughs> uh, a box of uh, delicious American candies um, for the whole regular features team. I'm I afraid haven't seen, I haven't seen a dot, day dot of these candies. <laughs> <laughs> I want a hungry chew, whatever they eat over there. Yeah, a big honk. Uh, I, I want a, a lump of O. Henry, please. <laughs> <laughs> Barfy O. Mackerel's chocolate rocks. <laughs> I want a peanut house brick. Give me I, I bought them to the wedding venue, Leeds. Oh, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, they remained in the boot. And every oh. time I go to my car now, I put my hand in. And it find it filled with jelly bellies. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I put the jelly bellies in my mouth. I thought you meant the Penningtons. They're <laughs> <laughs> just in the boot handing you sweets. They were just too cute. I had to keep them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Penningtons, for the candy, which allegedly exists. Mm. I did see a picture and it was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> If you don't get the sweets, it's not on the Penningtons. That's on this fat fuck. (laughs) Uh, So, uh, Rosemary Pennington is... uh, Are we giving out two B names? Um, They are, as I recall, they are both individual Bs. They are double supporters. Theirs is a marriage that (laughs) seems to be made in just support us. (laughs) (laughs) So um, they get as many B names as they want. How about you You give them one, Joe? <laughs> Detective B puts on his yellow trench coat. Another queen dead. Now to eat a whole flower. <laughs> what? I don't know. I was riffing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> now to eat. Detective B puts on his yellow trench coat. Another queen dead. Now to eat a whole flower. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> yes. It sounds better when Steve is, says it. It really did. With, if the delivery got there. Mm. <laughs> the, you know what bees do, right, Joe? Eat flowers. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. They munch <laughs> on a dahlia. <laughs> Which is, coincidentally, the name of Tim, her partner. 
Munchen Adalia. Munchen Adalia. Munchen, as in as luncheon with an M. Munchen with as an M. M. As in Munich. <laughs> Munchen Adalia. Timbo, your B name is Munchen Adalia. Finally, a B name, please, for Scott Huff. Huffing on my honey like you wanted me. <laughs> is it the first jingle B name crossover? I oh, do no, not know. Oh, yeah. When you support the podcast, you also gain access to the Beehive. This is the regular features patron exclusive Discord channel where we hang out and we tell little stories and we share our feelings about being a bee in this modern world and some of the challenges we face. (laughs) (laughs) But overcome together. Yeah. Like the biodiversity collapse. (laughs) That's great. That's my favorite channel. (laughs) Where to find... Some wild flowers. Mm-hmm. How many flowers have you et today? I've <laughs> et six. <laughs> How to deal with uh, the new TikTok trend of people putting cups of gasoline under your under your uh, nest if you are a wasp. <laughs> your, large, your large bees' nests. Yeah, sorry, wasps. We revel. We revel in that trend. Yeah, we we came up with that. <laughs> that was that were us yeah. on the Discord. Giving weed blowbacks to a wasp's nest <laughs> entrance. Save up the good bee names. Weed <laughs> blowbacks to a wasp nest. That's perfect. <laughs> if you'd like to join the Discord, if you'd like to help out the podcast to make us do the podcast, what we pod, then patreon.com forward slash regular features is your one stop shop for funneling cash into a big old pocket. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> now get a bigger about a minute. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Good night, sweet dreams. Good day to you. Regular Ficheros.